0: Welcome
1: to the Masculine Journey. We hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Uh, Robbie, have you ever listened to our intro? I know that's
0: a rhetorical question a little bit, but have you ever listened to our intro? More times than I could count, really, because I remember mixing it down originally. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, really long, go figure.
1: But, you know, life is full of twists and turns, and it is easy to try to lose heart if you don't remember some things. Right. Freedom. Freedom. That's right, if we don't remember freedom. In studio today, we have Robbie and I our friend Vinnie Menino and Al Henley, and, and they're our friends too, but they're in the studio as well.
2: <laughs> Just not as much as the other guys. <laughs>
1: Just not as much as Robbie. Uh, but today we are going to be talking about freedom. We're going to continue the topic that we started last week when we were talking about the fullness of Jesus' death and resurrection. So Robbie, to put you on the spot, what was some of that fullness?
0: Well, the price that, that, that Jesus paid for our freedom, and, and this week you reminded me of those guys on the Iwo Jima. Mm-hmm. And we have, the, actually have that picture at our Facebook fan page, Ask Your Journey Radio, you know, shameless plug here. Mm-hmm. But when I was studying that picture this week, I couldn't help but notice that there was one guy that didn't have his hands on the flag. Everybody else was putting the flag up. This other guy was desperately trying to get his hands up on the flag. But I was thinking he waited just a moment too long to raise the standard. And so he kind of got uh, you noticed that, too, didn't you, Vinny?
3: He did have his hands on it, but it got too high and his hands came off. Uh, And the other guys that had it in the lower part of the staff, that's why his
0: hands came off. Nonetheless, there's a tremendous price that had been paid, and these guys were all taking part in raising Mm -hmm. that standard.
1: It is, you know, and and we talk about there is a a high price of freedom. And that reminds me of a clip. Last week, week we got to play some great clips from a, a good movie. Called Braveheart. I think you may have heard of it once or twice. And so we're gonna play another clip from it, and it's a shortened version of one that you'll find that you've heard before. But I want you to listen to these words and the questions that's asked about what will you do with your freedom?
3: You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Right? Against that? No! We will run! And we will live! Aye. Right. Fight and you may die. Run and you'll live. At least a while. And dying in your beds many years from now, would you be willing to trade All the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom.
1: Wow. Wow. If the movie was only about that clip, that would still be a powerful movie. Oh, you know it. So, Al, as you listen to that clip, what's some of the things that come up to mind for you?
2: Well, when I first saw it was going to be on the list, I thought, are we doing this one again? Yeah. And then, uh, then when I started thinking about the topic, and I started thinking about that guy who was going to walk away during this battle scene, he was talking to the younger gentleman, and they're, they're leaving. And I thought about his face, and he realized, wait a minute, I'm free. I, if, if I choose to fight, I'm free. And maybe that's not what he was thinking. Maybe he was thinking about Mel Gibson or something. But I'm, I was sitting there thinking... We are free. It's just the realization of that freedom and what we do with it.
1: right? Which is the topic of what we're talking about today is what are you going to do with that freedom? right? What are you going to do with it? We've been given it. And as you say, the guys in Scotland were technically free. They just weren't living like it. They were living as if they were in bondage.
0: Right. I, I think about the classic story of the elephant, the baby elephant, that they put the chain around his leg when he's small. So he gets trained that, he can't break that chain but even though when he gets big you could easily break it he still feels like he's chained up and so much of our christian life <laughs> we don't realize that chain has got us but only in our minds
2: you, you know, know one, one thing ahead. that struck me was i've been thinking about the children of israel and how they just never bought into their freedom they they just seem to want to go back to that and they didn't have faith in god and i wonder if it wasn't because They didn't fight for their freedom. God did all the fighting for them. And, you know, while they saw these miracles, they should have understood that this was done for me. But you have to be a part of the battle. You have to be a part of fighting for your freedom.
0: You do. You know, we wanted to talk. I'm going to jump right in and disagree wholeheartedly. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Jesus was the battle for my freedom. Right. I mean, he paid the entire price. Right, I didn't I'd like the children in Israel. I understand what you're saying, and I do believe we we fight and we help fight for other people's freedom. But essentially, without what he did, in fact, you could take the 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 Isaiah 59 quote. He said that he saw there was no man and wondered there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him, and his own righteousness it sustained him. That's Isaiah uh, 59 sixteen. So, in my world, I'm I'm thinking yes. You're right. We got to fight for freedom, but to an extent, it was given to me too.
1: Well, you didn't totally disagree there, Robbie. You partially disagreed. Oh, okay. You know, I, and I think you're right. I think that's the point. That if, <laughs> well, uh, Howard liked that. He, it, I saw that. <laughs> if, we, if we go back to Galatians uh, five, one that we used last week, it says, "It is for freedom that Christ has set us free," but that's not the completion of that verse. Right. It, it continues. It says, "Stand firm, then." and do not let yourselves be burdened again to the yoke of slavery. So Christ did pay that price for our freedom, but we can give it up.
0: Oh, as did the people, the children of Israel.
2: Right, or we can forget that we have it. Sounds like you're agreeing with me, Mr. Dillmore.
0: I agree with you, but I disagree with you. In other words, (laughs) I I agree that we can give up our freedom, but I don't know that we were the ones that actually won it originally. Oh, no, I agree. agree with
2: that.
1: No, we didn't win it. We were powerless to win it. Jesus had to come and defeat death he had to get victory over that you know he had to die for our sins he had to lead away to the father all those things of the fullness and uh, and he had to do that to have us even have the ability to have freedom but then just as adam and eve had choices in the garden of eden we have choices of free will and, and we can as the scripture says here allow ourselves to be burdened again with slavery which again we don't no longer have freedom unless we we fight for
0: it And that's so key to understanding part of what Jesus did Mm -hmm. was that if I don't begin to walk in that freedom, if I don't begin to think I don't have that chain on or I don't begin to process where am I in bondage and where can I go work on that Mm -hmm. in my own freedom, then it's kind of like you always say, Sam, if I don't get that oxygen and bring it down for me, you know, as the stewardess would always tell you, if you put the oxygen on your mouth first and that way you can provide oxygen for other people, right?
1: Well, I can tell how old you are, Robbie. They're flight attendants. <laughs> <laughs> Stewardess.
2: So I just thought I'm going to help you. I with knew that. the age was going to come into play at some point in this segment. <laughs> oh, low blow. First you disagree with me. Then.
1: <laughs> no, I, I do agree with you. And I think it's, you know, we talk about at times, you know, why doesn't God just step in and heal us of everything that's been broken from other people, from ourselves? Because, you know, we're, we're people that are prone to wander. Oh, yeah. You know, and so it's part of that relationship. God's about the relationship and the continued relationship. And I know I can only speak for me personally, but if he snapped his fingers and I was fully healed, I'd probably chart off on my own. I'd be, thanks, God, and I'd I'd head off. And and it's not because it's not appreciating it. It's just that, you know, we kind of wrestle at times, or at least I do, with this control thing. You know, and part of that loving with God is being fully submitting to him, right? And so... I think it's the same way with freedom. We do get freedom, but there's more freedom to be had, and we have to continue to go after that freedom with God, saying, okay, God, how do we get this, and what's my role in it? I'd like like to
2: quote a very wise old man, Robbie (laughs) Dilmore, who told me one of the the eye-opening things about God rescuing you from a problem. We want God to come and fix the problem, but when Robbie said it, he said God doesn't rescue you from it because he wants to go through it with you. And I, that was a wow for me.
1: So as a young Christian, I prayed for patience. <laughs> Bad move. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not
0: usually. He like, like right think. through that with you, didn't he? The yeah. thing I was actually thinking, Al, was that, you know, our, our friend Todd Clark, he says, you know, when you see something happen and, and you have a moment of temper or whatever, and it's time to check under the hood because, wow, I'm acting like a slave here, and you can feel it. Mm-hmm. That sin right there is I'm acting like a slave now. How can I go check under the hood is a way that, you know, as a Christian Gargay slash Todd would put it.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, a, it's a great thing. I mean, I use it in training with guys every day, even in a secular profession that I have, is, you know, when we're dealing with some things and some behavior that's out that we don't like, you have to look and say, okay, what's driving that? You know, is that sin there? Is that brokenness? Is it a false belief system? You know, what's really causing that to be that way? And only God can lead us through that. So, if fighting for your freedom, and walking with God in that, obviously, Robbie, if fighting for your freedom is part of that,
0: how do you guys fight for your freedom? What do you do? What do you have to, how do you fight for your freedom? Well, for me, I love that, that whole thing, is that when I realize that I'm getting angry, and I'm, and I'm reacting in a way that I shouldn't, and I know that this is not loving, this is not grace, this is not the way that Jesus would handle this situation, then I go, okay, there must be something that's some type of a root that's that's making bad fruit, so to speak, when you got Mm -hmm. something in there that should need to help Jesus take you back to is what's been extremely effective. Sometimes it wasn't all that long ago, but sometimes it was way back in my past, and I begin to walk with Jesus and say, take me back to what's caught driving this behavior, and I've had some miraculous freedom Mm -hmm. that's been provided me with Jesus walking me back through some of that stuff.
1: And I think that's one part, a big part that's under the hood, I think there's also this belief or these agreements or the forgetting of identity. Yeah. yeah. Right. I may not be sinning in the fact that I'm, I'm committing some sin willfully and I'm doing it, but I let the enemy rob me of the identity that, that God has given me. You know, the things that he says in scripture, the things that he's said to my heart, of this is why I made you the way I did. You know, the enemy wants to come after that. And when I start to forget that, I start to react differently. And so that's another thing for me is it is it an old sin is it an old bitter root agreement is it something there or have I forgotten something that God's told me
2: you know and that's takes me back to when Jehovah became my father and and I started walking with him in this message I forgave myself for a lot of things and it took me probably another year before I forgave myself of everything and we'll come back to that
1: we will. We will come back. We'll talk with your story more about that when Jehovah became your father. We're going to talk about what do you do else with your freedom. What else are you called to do? You're called to fight for others. We're going to listen to a great clip on that, and then we're going to talk more about how do you hold on to your freedom. Go to Facebook. Go to Masculine Journey Radio. Give us a little uh, little input on what you think about the show. Things that you'd like for us to talk about. Or back, and we're talking about lots of cool things today, aren't we, Robbie? We're talking
0: about freedom. Not only freedom, but how do we fight for our own freedom? How do we fight for others' freedom, and even how do we hold on to it? That's right, but wait, there is more. As we (laughs)
1: left, Al was telling us a story. Al, jump back in. What were you telling us? Set it back up a little bit.
2: So when I started walking in this message, and I accepted that Jehovah was my father now, and that he loved me and he forgave me, and as Robbie would say, you know, didn't I pay enough? then I started to understand that I was forgiven and he loved me and I had to face these wounds and I had to let the past go. I had to, and they reoccur, they still attack and as well as the condemnation for making mistakes. But I've learned, and it's been a long struggle through this and it's, it's more messy than it probably sounds in a few seconds of speaking, but I've had to learn to let that go, to forgive myself and to allow myself to be loved.
1: And I think you know to to add on to that, part of that letting go is not just saying, "Hey, that's gone, it's letting God take you back into it and go through some really, really painful areas so that you can get the healing that's on the other side, you know and that's part of that being able to let go of, of God saying, "Okay, this is now done and and you're restored in that aspect and so fighting for your own heart is the first thing, and Robbie you talked about you know as the flight attendant tells you <laughs> that uh <laughs> where that mast drops down and puts the oxygen on, and these are these are jets, are not like biplanes, but they you got to put that thing on and protect yourself so that you can be in a place to help others.
0: Right, and helping others is often a way to fight for your own freedom. Mm-hmm. It's like the situation with David and Bathsheba. That it said that in a time where the in the spring when the kings went out to war, had David been out there fighting for other people's freedom, he wouldn't have had the spare time to look out across the rooftop and see Bathsheba. And, and so you can't help but see that had he been engaged with what I would call the helmet of salvation, and we'll get into that in a few minutes, then maybe, you know, he would have been able to hold on to his own freedom, but instead he went completely into that bondage that, you know, to a great extent bothered him the rest of his life. But you have a really cool clip, Sam, I do. on this, uh, on yeah. fighting for other people.
1: And we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, I just want to quote something you said, just as we can't get our own freedom on our own. Right, We can't get the freedom of others. We play a role in that, and God helps us play a role in that. And we've got to ask him, Father, how do I play the role here? How do I, do I engage? Do I not engage? What are you calling me to do? You know, and to quote a good friend, Robbie, that said, you know, we don't do it on our own, and we don't do that for other people on our own. We are going to listen to a great clip from a movie called Freedom Riders that had Hilary Swank. She plays a teacher in an inner-city school, and she helps some kids get freedom through writing about their life. and. One of the the kids that had had some breakthrough has been missing class, and she confronts him outside the classroom to kind of find out why and to talk to him a little bit more about him.
3: Andre, wait a minute before you go in. I heard about your brother's conviction. I'm sorry. About why you've missed class so much?
2: I had things to do.
3: About this. The evaluation assignment was to grade yourself on the work you're doing. You gave yourself an F. What's that about?
2: It's what I feel I deserve, is all.
3: Oh, really? I don't want excuses. I know what you're up against. We're all of us up against something. You look me straight in the eye and tell me this is all you deserve. I am not letting you fail. Even if that means coming to your house every night until you finish the work. I see who you are. Do you understand me? I can see you. And you are not failing. Take a minute, pull yourself together, and come inside. I want a new evaluation. An F. What are you, tripping?
1: (laughs) A little bit of humor there at the end. Are you tripping? So, Robbie, as you listen to that, I mean, what a powerful clip. You know, uh, how this lady fights for this young man. and, And talk a little bit more about how that touches your heart and what it speaks to you.
0: Well, what it speaks to me is a, a little while ago, I was really, really studying that passage in Isaiah 59. I talked about it a moment ago, where it says that when God couldn't find anybody to stand up, that he, his own arm brought salvation. But the way he puts it, he says that he, meaning Jesus, put on the righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. And I thought, wait a minute, why would Jesus need to put on a helmet of salvation since Jesus was obviously saved And I began to process that and I thought, wait a minute, I remember the scene from The Passion of the Christ where Mel Gibson was getting flogged and Jesus would not be broken. And this guy was just flogging him and flogging him and the the stronger Jesus appeared, the more the man flogged him. And I realized right then that this helmet, that that Jesus' hard head to take that flogging was the helmet of salvation, but the salvation was my salvation, it was your salvation, it specifically was Vinny's salvation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he was taking this because he had on his hard head. And when you listen to that clip right there, you listen to how hard-headed that lady is going after this man's heart. And when we take on that helmet, we, 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 we get like this hard-headedness that we're going after to help somebody. And it gave a whole new meaning to the helmet of salvation for me. And I, I do a devotion, as you may know, with some older folks and I gave that story to a 102-year-old lady by the name of Ms. Beck who has read the Bible literally 60 or 70 times. And when I shared that with her, her eyes lit up. She stood up for the first time in about seven months and said, you know what, i got to go fight for somebody's salvation. I'm on my way to devotions today. And without a walker, without a cane, here she came. Vinny, I know you're, you're thinking
3: something. <laughs> no. <laughs> it took an awful lot of words to tell me that I'm, Hard-headed. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm bald, but now I just found out that I'm hard-headed. In, in a wow, good way, Robbie. Though. In a good way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that. Me and Robbie, we joust every once in a while, but uh, he's a dear, dear friend, and he, he is like a son to me. And actually, he brought a lot of my freedom to me many, many years ago by making me understand so much about the Bible and God and our Father. Uh, I wanna talk, but I don't think we have enough time about, it. well, for all you veterans out there what your freedom, what you think freedom is. I know we were told in my war, go and free the people. Well, that's not a bad thing, let's do it. But wow, that first night when you start firing that weapon and you come back that night if you're lucky, And now you just said, you God. What about my freedom? They sent me here to free these people, but now I'm stuck. What about my freedom? I think all you vets out there understand what I'm saying. Uh, bail me out of this out or Sam.
1: Well, Vinny, I think, you know, part of what you shared with us and hopefully you're okay with it is for you, a lot of that freedom was being able to kind of wade back into that a little bit, you know, and, and, uh, look at that a different way, and and you know, I, on behalf of us three guys that, uh, I, Al, I know you were in the service, um, I never was in there, and I don't think you were, Robbie, but no, you, we're so grateful that that freedom's there for from guys like you, you know, that earned the ability for us to be able to come and talk about these things, And but it does come at a high price. It comes at a very high price. And and, 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 and
0: you, knowing Vinny, for me, you know, he talked about me fighting for his freedom. I If I had not had a chance to share with Vinny what it went through to actually kill somebody, kill a young man, you know, all those things that he was involved in and what the cost of that is emotionally is, is phenomenal. You know, his own wounding, seeing his own, his own buddies be hurt. It's, it's more than phenomenal. The cost of freedom. You know,
2: It makes me think that a lot of times the wounding of others does as much damage to our own heart, whether it be emotional wounding or physical wounding. We suffer the, the, horror of it.
1: Well, I I think of, you know, we all have baggages, Hillary Swank said in that clip, and you know, I have my own baggage, but I think of the things that bother me the most when I really get down to it. It's not necessarily what's been done to me. It's what I've in turn done to others. Oh,
2: you just hit the nail on the head. You know, and
1: so, you know, getting freedom of even that, that God can come after that and say, you know, you were there, you were broken. There were things that happened. And yeah, you were wrong. I'm talking about for me only. You were wrong, but let's also go back into that and find out what was causing that. And, you know, let's look under the hood, as my friend Robbie said, and, 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 and do that and make sure that we're in the right place knowing who we are. What I loved about that clip is notice that she went after who he wasn't. Right. You know, she said, I know who you are. I see you. I see you, and you're not failing. You're and, not who you've agreed that you are.
2: And so often when somebody's wounded like that, They don't think anybody notices. They think nobody cares. Nobody is going to think of me or care about me. And then somebody tells you that. That's why I think it's so important when you see somebody like that, you need to reach out to them. And I love the the second
0: part of that Galatians Mm -hmm. passage is a real good place to to talk about that, Sam.
1: It is, you know, because it does tell us that we can become in bondage to slavery again. You know, we were born to be free. Right, Adam and Eve walked free. And that's the way we were created, and that's the way God wants us to be. There was a great movie, uh, Amistad, that was about freedom. I'm going to play a quick clip from it, in which there's a reminder that all men are free, and that comes at a high price. And then when they realize they're free, they're willing to do almost anything for it.
3: The natural state of mankind is freedom. It's freedom. It's freedom. And the proof is the length to which a man, woman, or child will go to regain it once taken. He will break loose his chains. He will decimate his enemies. He will try and try and try against all odds, against all prejudices, to get home.
1: To get home. Right. I love that clip from the standpoint, you know, we're already free that's a good thing. We just got to go back and claim it. We got to stand firmly in who God is. Jesus says, my yoke is not heavy, right? And so we're feeling the heavy yoke of oppression. That's not from him. And standing on the truth of who we are in him, and then fighting with him by our side, leading the way. He's leading the way for our freedom from what keeps us in bondage
0: today. And I love Vinny's heart for the veterans. And I know there's got to be a lot of them as they think about the Jesus and, and different things that they're really finding a hard time to get freedom. And, and I can't think of a better time to go ask Jesus to help you walk through that time and find out where, where, the, where the root is. What's, where's the sticking point and how, because I could imagine for me it would be a lot about how could I possibly have done these things.
1: Right, right, and it would be very difficult to try to believe some of the things that god's telling you you yeah. know when, when when you know i mean we all know what we've done right and in our own lives that's horrible and so god has to come after that and for some of us that's ingrained a little bit deeper than others and so we do pray for those guys and veterans out there please go right to jesus like jesus help me find freedom in this Vinny found it he's continuing to find it and you can too you've been listening to the masculine journey Please go to Masculine Journey on Facebook, Masculine Journey Radio. That's on Facebook. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what topics you'd like to talk about. Masculine Journey Radio.
0: The Masculine Journey Radio Show comes to you weekly on the truth because of your faithful prayer and gifts. Their address is Masculine Journey Radio, P.O. Box 641, Louisville, North Carolina, 27023 or online at truthnetwork.com. Be sure to let them know that you listen to the program on the Truth Network.